But also a cute. Wait, they had hippos at the aquarium. Yeah, they have hippos two are, of them. Hippos are supposed to be very aggressive and scary. These seems nice enough. They kill more I people, hope they were born in captivity. Because <laughs> I have like a weird thing against <laughs> zoos. No, I like yeah. if you're if I you're taking care of animals because they they're like sad. you know they're special needs animals. Yeah. Or if they were born there and they've never known what the wild sure, is like. Yeah. Then it's okay. But like hippo collectors. Yeah. That's, Just like getting an animal and then putting it in the zoo and being like, "Hey, everybody, look at it." That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I don't like uh, monkeys at the zoo because they're too. We just missed being monkeys. Well, like we just missed it. What's dude. the equivalent of a human zoo? Jail. Oh. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Hot Button, and today we are all going to learn the full history of the industry's most successful sci-fi first-person shooter ever and how it practically single-handedly helped put tech company Microsoft on the video game map right up there to fight with the other big boys. What Mario is to Nintendo, the imagery and power of this series alone still stands as one of the primary pillars of their entire business roadmap. To say the effects these titles had in the gaming world was significant even into today would almost be a ludicrous understatement. Everything from its take on controls to artificial intelligence to lore to its artwork and music and sound to, of course, its unforgettable cooperative and competitive multiplayer, it could be easy to forget just how powerful and important this franchise was right from the very beginning. I am Randall Beechers, and I'm here as always with Chris Anantuano. Can I guess what game we're talking about? You know. No, it's Brink, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is Brink. Uh, a series to this day still trucking hard. And uh, Austin Brink, Austin, Austin Brinksley. Brinks- Brinks- he Brinks- changed his name Brinks- when Brink came out because it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I changed, I changed it again when Lawbreakers came out. I'm up <laughs> on these trends. Austin, why don't you tell us the story of Bungie's Halo Combat Evolved? All right. A little bit of a teaser for you, by the way. There's a lot of glowing respect for Halo in that, and I appreciate it. But the reason I wanted to do this story is because this is the equivalent of somebody like winning the Olympics for like the marathon, and their yeah. legs just start falling off at the end, <laughs> but they still limp their way across the finish I line. I mean, as a you know, as a, a diehard GoldenEye defender, I understand. Like reading through the story was really fascinating because number one, it was like the reflection of going back and realizing really just how important Halo One was, but yes. also the realization of like how the fuck did this come to be as successful as it was? Like, yeah. It was real down to the wire in ways that I did not know. So to start, we're going to start with Bungie's history, but I'm not going to go too far into that. We're just going to cover the bases, and then once we get up to Halo, then we'll get real in-depth. So the story of Bungie starts in 1990. A guy named Alex Seropian was getting his degree in mathematics from the University of Chicago because they didn't have a degree in computer science at the time because it Mm. was the beginning of the 90s. They didn't know what computers were back then. No, computers Um, were still as big as warehouses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you're thinking like the 60s. No, in the 60s, computers were as big as uh, buildings that were contained warehouses. Oh, okay. I thought... I'm still a little slow to start. (laughs) Uh, But he was very interested in video games, and his first game was a Pong clone called Nop. Spelled G-N-O-P, which... Clever. <laughs> Off the, to a great start. <laughs> Those sharp listeners out there will realize is Pong spelled backwards. <laughs> oh. 
Ooh. Also, trying to find any footage of that game was like impossible since apparently there's like a family board game out there with the same name. Yes. So I tried to go on YouTube just to like see what this looked like and couldn't find it. Nope. So it's funny because this was actually made before the founding of Bungie. Okay. And it was, a f- he released it for free. Apparently, it had some weird cult following of people who thought it was better than Pong. And <laughs> if, words. if you go back, like, if you go into Bungie's it's official. Than 3D Flash Pong. Bungie's, there like six dudes in the 70s. Like, Pong, <laughs> this game is better than Pong. It's crazy. Hipsters existed for a very long time. <laughs> this is the first game published with the Bungie name. It's, it's crazy that they had it, that name for so long. It booted yeah. up with Bungie, but Bungie was not a company yet. But if you go huh. look at Bungie's official history of themselves as a company, they consider Nop to be their first Bungie game, even though. Nop. Uh, he so was been making shitty content forever. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> they had a couple golden years. We'll it. get to it. But yeah, this was when he was in school still. Apparently his father was real big on him getting a job straight out of college. Dad's, am I right? Yeah. Computers are a passing phase. <laughs> yeah. And he's... We didn't have computers and we beat the Nazis. <laughs> Get a job. Go dig in the coal mine. Yeah. Apparently, the uh, quote-unquote success of NOP led him to believe that, hey, maybe I should just start a, a video game company. I can make video games, right? Well, he can, as we will come to know. But yeah, he made a game called Operation Desert Storm, which was a top-down <laughs> tank game where you fought uh, maybe maybe a little culturally insensitive now, but you fight a bunch of brown people, and then at the end, you fight a giant Saddam Hussein head. This was actually during Desert Storm, by the way. This yeah, wasn't yeah, like so this might have been, Yeah, this might have been a bit uh, like this a nice like, like political satire game, you know? Because because I clicked on that name like five times because I keep thinking of Conflict Desert well, that, Storm. That's what I was about to say that I was like it was hard to find gameplay of this as well because I kept finding the game Conflict. Conflict Desert Storm, the game, and then actual Desert Storm footage. Yeah. So I did find it though. Yeah. That game was released in, in May of 1991. Apparently went on to sell like 2,500 copies. 2,500 copies, yeah. yeah. And he uh, also officially incorporated the name Bungie. So okay. they were now officially a company, and by they I mean him. But uh, yeah, he was still in school when he founded Bungie. And uh, in this school, he met a programmer named Jason Jones. And this guy, was, this guy was a Mac programmer. He was raised on <laughs> Mac didn't like PCs, I guess. Hey, I just made a game called Korean War. You want to check it out? <laughs> uh, it's a little little nerdier than that. This guy's a real nerd. I love him. I love okay. him because he created so, Halo. But... I was just thinking it'd be funny if two guys met and they both made top-down war games. <laughs> no, it's, their, com- their company is so weird, and it's like, I mean, we'll get to it, but the, it's this weird thing where, like, and you can see it ripple throughout their games. It happens in Halo, and it even happened in Destiny this guy was like hyper nerd and the other guy was like into military shooters. So they keep going back and forth between the two. Well, you know, that actually explains the Halo aesthetic yes. uh, really yeah. well. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's almost like this weird accidental perfect marriage. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like, huh. like the, the military but, uh, and, and fantasy sci-fi aspects but yeah, together. Uh, when he met him, he was, he was a Mac fan and he was like, I'm making a game. So... Bungie officially published its second incorporated third real game in 1992 called Minotaur, the Labyrinths of Crete, which is not a military yeah, shooter. Well, 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 yeah. uh, it was a multiplayer. That's ambitious. Dungeon crawler. It's like one of those maze games from the early 90s. Yeah, first person. But it was, it was multiplayer. 
Huh. And, no, uh, no combat though, right? Uh, no, I don't remember. Yeah, I found footage of this too. Um, performed about yeah. the same as uh, Desert Storm. Yeah, it sold about twenty five hundred copies, but that was enough, I guess, for a couple college students to get the money they needed to keep doing this. Yeah. From that point on, Jones officially joined Bungie, took over as the main programmer, and Seropian was the designer and publicist for the company. Mm. He did all the PR and all that stuff, and Jason Jones did all the programming. And right after this, in 1992, after they released the Minotaur, Jones played a little game called uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Whoa. Which was hard for him because, like I said, he was like a diehard Mac fan. Yeah. And uh, Wolfenstein it was not at the on, time was not on Mac. turtleneck idiots over there. didn't have nothing like this. Yeah. <laughs> So Jason Jones, inspired by playing Wolfenstein 3D, decided that uh, he would try his hand at making a similar 3D game engine that would run on Mac. Was he going to try and port it? Yeah, so his original idea was to try to, because I believe Minotaur was like a top-down game. He was going to try to port Minotaur to work in 3D. Oh, this is how it became first person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This was the footage. This was the footage I saw. Oh, no. I think it was first person, but it wasn't like Wolfenstein first person. Okay. Like, it wasn't that, like, where it's like if you spin around the enemies, they spin with you, even though they're 2D planes, like the Doom Wolfenstein engine. Yeah. So he tried to port uh, Minotaur to this engine, but he found that it didn't actually really work too well in this 3D engine. So instead, they got to work on writing a story for another game, which would eventually be called Pathways into Darkness, Mm. which was a first-person shooter where you played a special forces soldier in some fake 90s war. (laughs) It sounded like a take on like a Vietnam thing, and it looked like it too, but it was like a... It wasn't Vietnam. It It, was like a fake war. It did look a little bit like an id game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gun in the middle of the screen and all that. Yeah. And that sold well, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that game came out in August of 1993, and the game was a success. Sold really well and even went on to win some awards. Because mm. huh. basically all it took to win awards was like, hey, we made Wolfenstein, but <laughs> People it like runs on Mac, and they're like, Mac <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was also hard as shit, apparently. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it did well. And uh, the company saw how well it did, and they decided, hey, we got to do that again. So then they started developing Pathways into Darkness 2. But here is where the whole marriage of military sci-fi thing is going to come into yeah. play. because This game gets referenced yes. a lot more. In the- and this game had a huge impact on Halo. The sequel to Pathways into Darkness eventually morphed into a new game. They started writing a sci-fi script about rogue AI. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, there's no rogue AI in Brink. Uh, I was, <laughs> system Shock. I mean, System this Shock, yeah, but the, also yeah. Halo and Destiny. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the game, the game would eventually go on to be called Marathon. Yeah, Marathon. Mm-hmm. Which was a first-person shooter released on Mac in December 14th, 1994. A lot of now, references in late, or later Bungie games to this. Yes. Wait, did the first Marathon come out on Windows, or was it the second one? Because I, I played one of them. They came out on 360. Did they really? Yeah, did you I play didn't... them on 360? No, I played them on... All right, so after Halo 1 kind of hit it big, I downloaded them on PC. Like, I think they got know? ported eventually. Okay, maybe I didn't know that. But and it was funny yeah, because... I played Marathon on Xbox. That thing was, like, really crazy in terms of, like, some of the things it was doing. Mm-hmm. It had a built-in friends list in that game. What? It did. Yeah, and, and also, you could look up and down with the mouse, 
Like this was years before yes. Quake. No one gave them I the first find, credit on that. I couldn't find definitive proof, but a lot of people did say that this is credited as the first first person shooter that let you look up and down. Yeah, this is even before yeah, Star I've Wars heard, Dark Force, I've heard that. Forces. Yeah. and apparently, like this one also had like you mentioned the writing and stuff in it. There was like all this story. Like now, yeah. nowadays, nowadays it's like a trope where like a lot of games are delivered exposition through like finding recordings and reading stuff. But like this was huge yeah. at the time. They wrote yeah. a lot think of shit. Yeah, because there's no other way to deliver this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, but in like I mean? 94, there was like a real narrative with like notes on all these different characters. Yeah, there's like terminals you could go up to and read yeah. like logs and... Yeah, yeah. it's really wild. It's awesome. But yeah, this game, they I thought, no pa- they they thought if we can keep making Pathways into Darkness games that are that successful, then we'll be good. This game blew the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Marathon was a huge success. Mm. This is when Bungie moved into an office, decided to expand the company, get some outside help. This is when they hired other people. The one that people are probably most familiar with is uh, composer, Martin O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was that early on. Yeah, because I found a quote from him saying that the, their first office was basically like a crack den. It was, it was like an old, it was like an old frat house. Oh, man. Or like a frat apartment that just smelled like beer or something like that. Wait, where were they located again? Chicago. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Known for its... Uh, Sausage. And fires. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, improv comedy. Cold, cold weather. It was also Sub- a flashback subways. into the day when Bungie knew how to make games that came out in less than five years. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> because, These are all uh, like months apart. Yeah, we had 1990, 1991, 92, 93, 94, and then a sequel to Marathon called Marathon 2 Durandal. This might have been the one, because this might have been their first release on Windows. Maybe. If I played it back in the early 2000s. Uh, I don't know that, but I do know that their next game, which I'll get to, did come out on both Mac and PC. But. Yeah. Mac, Mac, and like Macintosh. Yeah. Apple. No, I get like, it like now. Big Apple. Mac. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's named after the type of apple. So what's Microsoft based after? Is there a fruit or something? Yeah, yeah. The Microsoft. You never had a Microsoft? Just cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said Chicago is known for its improv comedy. Yeah, and are I'm you from not there? From Chicago. <laughs> also, hot dogs. Is that a Chicago thing? Yeah, Chicago-style hot dogs. Oh, what's you a sh- sausage? You said, so- wait, what's a Chicago-style hot dog? A Chicago-style hot dog is different from a New York-style hot dog. But it it, has the special- wind blew it off your bun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a special kind of skin that makes it like snap when you bite it. And they also put like an entire pickle and an entire oh, tomato damn. and an entire pepper on it. Never seen a Chicago style. I've never there's, been to Chicago. There's relish on it and That's mustard. It. Like Google relish. Google and hot also, dogs. Yeah. And also, if you put ketchup on a Chicago style hot dog, apparently they'll like lynch you in the <laughs> streets. Damn, that's amazing. But that's just because they're really racist. Still, <laughs> that's, that's not city. because of the hot dog. <laughs> if any of our Chicago listeners want to chime in, you can hit us up at Hot Button Cast on social yeah. media and tell us the times that you killed someone for putting ketchup on a hot the dog. The windy hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you call it. But yeah, they after marathon. And its sequel came out. This is when Bungie expanded even more, and they started to develop multiple projects. And one of those multiple projects is our topic for the day. But first, they started developing a strategy game called Myth the Fallen Lords, which was a top-down RTS game, which will become important I'm, I'm in a little bit. I'm pretty sure my brother had this game when I was a kid. Yeah, He was a big Age of Empires and, like, Civ guy, so it's, it's not that unbelievable, but, like, the footage was so familiar to me. This was released on November 25th, 1997. Second, I don't know if you guys remember this, 
this game, Bungie opened a second studio, a satellite studio in San Jose, California, to develop a game in conjunction with Rockstar. Yeah, this game was uh, weird. This game was a third-person anime-inspired action game called Oni. Yeah. You ever play that? No, yeah. but I'm familiar with it's, the game. It's, yeah. yeah, like, I had, a, I had a friend of mine who rented it back in the day because he was really big into, like, anime games, and it was, like, uh, it was, was it based off a show or just have, like, an anime look to it? I think it, it just had an anime I just thought it was some Ninja Gaiden clone. Like, I never it really... Had more, it had more shooting, but there was also a lot of hand-to-hand stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I'm trying to think of another game to compare it to. Piano 3? I have no idea. It was weird, but I do remember picking up that box years later at a GameStop and being like, what the fuck? Like, it, it says Bungie and Rockstar. It was like when uh, Capcom helped develop that first Red Dead. Yeah. So, like, there's a Capcom logo and a Rockstar logo in the same box, and you're like, man. Yeah, and it was weird because the, I think... Partnership. I don't have this in here, but I think this is when Take-Two acquired, like... Or no, this isn't when, but Take-Two would go on to acquire, like, part of Bungie, and they were okay. actually a pretty big part in Microsoft's purchasing of Bungie. I don't. I don't remember how Oni did. It seemed fine. Yeah, I know that that, that was all right. Game apparently was huge. Oh yeah, that myth game was huge. Spawned a sequel. But uh, the third project back in the Chicago offices was being worked on in secret in like a back room by three people. One of those three people being original f- co-founder Jason Jones. Yeah, of course he has something to do with this. Yeah. I'm telling you, he was 15 when he thought of this idea. That's <laughs> an idea that you have forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the game started out with the code name Armor. Okay. But Bungie had a problem with code names. They would code name their projects to keep them hidden in secret, and then they would get so busy that they would forget to actually name the games. It turns out that both Marathon and Myth started out as their code names. Sorry, that was Ganapa. No, that was just him being uncreative. Okay. The but, only problem with Myth is that it it came out around the same time as Myth. So I honestly thought like, you said Myth first. <laughs> first one second, I was like, wait, Bungie made Myth? What? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, you said Myth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they didn't want this game coming out with the name Armor. So then they decided. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Armor is a dumb name. They decided. Well, not they as decided, dumb as this. Yeah. They decided to change the code name to something that would absolutely have to be changed before release. <laughs> so the game's Cat- name was changed Cactus. from Codename Armor to Codename Monkey Nuts. <laughs> Spelled, nah, ship it. spelled yeah, M-U-N-K-E-Y space N-U-T-Z. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know, I visualize Super Monkey Ball for some reason every time I read, I read That's it. Perverted, that's perverted, I think. That's a great game. So unfunny. That's a Not game. you, then. Oh. Monkey Nuts, that's like dark. I, I yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> really no, hairy. Monkey Nuts is just got like, just fucking Monkey Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this game held another problem for them, which was that they absolutely. No di- cursing indoors. Well, they absolutely did need to change the name before the game came out, but the problem was that people kept asking them what they were saying or what they were working on, and they kept having to say, code name Monkey Nuts, and Jason Jones was quoted as saying, I didn't want to say the words Monkey Nuts to my mother. So then the code name was changed again from Monkey Nuts to Blam. Gorilla Balls. Blam. Blam. Yeah. With an exclamation With point. With an exclamation point. That's... Yeah. Also stupid. <laughs> yeah. Better than monkey nuts, I guess. Uh, just imagine a box art for Halo. Where it's, like, it's just Master Chief and it's this monkey nuts on it. And then they're like, no, 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 no. And there's another one that just says Blam. Codename Blam started out a development on Blam. PC instead of Mac. Uh, and the- <sighs> Betrayal. <laughs> and the game started out as a uh, test of a new RTS engine. Possibly for a Myth sequel or just another RTS game since Myth, like Randy said, did really well. Yeah. 
but sense. plus real time strategies were all the rage yeah, in the nineties. Sure. But the thing was, uh, they didn't now want dead. they didn't want to. I didn't say this, but myth shut was, your mouth. <laughs> myth, if the name didn't imply it enough, was like a barbarians and minotaurs yes, yeah. top down RTS. This one was they were adding in uh, military vehicles. They were going to do marines and tanks and command and conquer style helicopters. Yeah, like a command and conquer. But they had a weird problem with the physics of the vehicles. Right, problem. Yeah, problem, which would later go on to make them billions of dollars. Um, the, I love this. The, 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 the physics for the vehicles proved to be really bouncy. Yeah. They had like weird suspensions and they would bounce all around the terrain. And one programmer in his off time was very curious about how these vehicles would feel to actually drive. <laughs> so he randomly went in and hooked up third-person controls to one of the Marines, got in one of the uh, then-Jeeps, yeah. which would later be called Warthogs, Woo. and uh, he drove the uh, vehicle around the map. Top-down, uh, though, like third-person. No, it's third-person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the third-person. Third-person, yeah. Third person, yeah. yeah. And uh, this proved to be so much fun <laughs> that he pulled in a bunch of other people and was like, yo, check this out, and then they started having races and stuff. <laughs> that's so awesome. And then, uh, Fuck yeah, man. And then that's when the decision was made to turn this game and this engine from an RTS engine into a third-person action game. I engine. was losing it when I read that because yeah. like, when I was that's when I was a kid, that's literally my favorite thing to do in Halo. Like yeah. it's so much fun, and the, yeah. the War Dogs are indestructible in one. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> like you just send them flying through the air constantly. Yep. See, that's so strange to me. They were bouncy. Wait, so what? Just find the guy who wrote the code and just, like, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. what makes them bouncy? There had to be some. some it's just like, I guess like, if they you're building it from the I ground guess. up. I mean, if the terrain was like, you know... It was just, yeah, it was really hilly terrain and the physics just made it so that the cars would like go over cliffs and like jump and yeah. like warthogs did and they were just like, that looks kind of fun to drive, but I can't drive them because <laughs> yeah, it's an it RTS, so I just click and watch the guy bounce around. I it's like, play, what if I bounced around? I want to play Bungie's racing game. <laughs> I mean, there was a race mode in there was. Halo 1. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty fucked up. They got a lot of flack for that. You yeah. know, <laughs> for the race mode. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, he took that out of a later patch. <laughs> yeah, this is when the idea for Halo was born. Or like, wow, these cars sure are bouncy. What if there was a ring where all the life was on it because they were hiding from a giant intergalactic virus? That, <laughs> that's, that's exactly how fast that happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm about to get to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're good. They started adding new vehicles into the game to test out that they had planned for the RTS mode, yeah. but they wanted to see how the bouncy physics would affect them so things like helicopters boats they added in <laughs> new weapons like a machete they had machetes <laughs> now which would later go on to i think the code for that would be later go on to be the sword yeah yeah this is also where the idea of the game taking place in the future on a sci-fi ring world was added okay this is yeah. when the the ring going up in the background in the skybox was added yeah it's pretty good so yeah cool. even in later stuff in destiny they're so fucking good at skyboxes oh yeah like <laughs> there's the background whoever their early these. concept artist <laughs> must have been because i looked at some of the old like halo oh, concept absolutely. art yeah. i want i'm do you know if it's the same people austin like the concept artists or not no, for Destiny. Look that up. Halo, yeah. I don't no, think Halo. Halo I don't yeah. think Halo no. gets enough credit for its. But like, there's no doubt in my mind of... that the Destiny concept artists were inspired by Halo already. Oh, so. for sure. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. So it's like you got to thank those fucking. But dudes it's funny like that like even if you don't like Halo, the weapons and vehicles are and designs of the characters are so fucking iconic that like 
they transcend games. Yeah, like oh, even yeah. the sound effects and if everything talk, are so. If like, you talk about Halo's list of weapons, there's some weird things in there, like the gravity hammer yeah, and the stuff. Needler and, uh, yeah, the oh, needler. needler. It's like, oh well, what weapons did Halo Two have? It's like, well, we have a pistol, we have an assault rifle, we have a battle rifle, yeah, <laughs> we we have an SMG, yeah, uh, you're we right. have a rocket launcher, we have a shotgun. Like, they're such generic names, yeah. But like, you show anybody a picture. Oh, of, yeah. the, of the shotgun from Halo, it's and they're like, the "That's the shotgun. fucking shotgun." I know. From yeah. Halo. Sure I shotgun and the sniper and the yeah. assault rifle are like the video yes. game shotgun. Yeah, that's yeah. Sniper yeah. I'm sure I can show my mom a picture of Master Chief with no title and be like, "Do you know what games this from?" Yeah, and she'd be exactly. Like, Wait, yeah. I know that game. It's Master Chef. Hang, hang, blow. <laughs> like, what is it? It's called Blam, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Monkey Nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd tell my mother; she wouldn't care. <laughs> Jason Jones, being the nerd he is, saw this idea for a ring world, or added the idea for a ring world, and then the lore just started to blossom out of his brain. It's like, <laughs> well, what, well, what if the humans crash-landed on this ring world, and they were being chased by this uh, covenant of alien species? <laughs> and you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What if he was like he was like an idea man, but he wasn't good at dialogue? So it was like, yeah, there's this alien organization. Like everything he had was just like a horrible version, <laughs> like horrible non flashy versions. They wrote a little thing. Yeah, it's a giant uh, circle world. It's gonna be awesome. I'm curious if he was Catholic we'll punch it up a bit. because playing Halo one, two, and three, there's some uh, a lot of religious. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of religious oh, yeah. shit in the Covenant. Yeah. That's why they're bad. Yeah, so around this time... <laughs> the enemy. Oh, I thought you... The Ark? Don't say Halo's bad or I'm gonna... No, no, I, I meant that they're bad guys. Yeah, I know. I know what you meant. Yeah, I'm just... He's anything, real on edge. I'm yeah, just, oh, I'm just, hey, we better watch what we say. I'm just warning you. Don't right. say anything bad about Halo or I'll right. punch you. Come him. back to me on the GoldenEye episode. We'll <laughs> Garbage game ran 15 frames per second. Trash. <laughs> 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 didn't need two joysticks to make it great. <laughs> yeah, you did. They just didn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that remake of Perfect Dark really uh, made it so much better. So this was back when Halo was still that backroom secret project called Project Blam. But in 1999, the thing that the majority of the Bungie office at the time working on was the sequel to Myth, Myth 2, was released. And from <clears> that day forward, Blam became at least Bungie Chicago's main priority because Oni was still being worked on. Also, apparently Myth 2 went through some shit. Did there was it? Like, yeah, there was like a recall on it or something. Yes. And it didn't sell as That'll well. That'll come up later. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Actually, I don't know but, if I have it written down. it's good that they had this in the pocket. Basically, Myth 2 came out and Myth 2 had a bug in it and this was back in the days... You couldn't patch that shit? Yeah, you, know, you couldn't really patch that shit so they actually had to recall copies of Myth which cost them a lot of money Oof. and they were also working on Halo and Oni at the time. Right. Then that's when Take 2 decided to invest in Bungie oh. and they... I think they owned like 20% stake in Bungie because they they agreed from that point on that if Bungie ever made any more console games after Oni, that they would be published by Take-Two subsidiary Rockstar. Wow. Huh. So Halo was almost published by Rockstar. Man. Yeah. That's, what a There's weird not a lot of good PC today. games out in 99, too. I'm looking at this list right here. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, an, it's an N64 fucking slaughtering well, year, yeah. though. Well, I was, 98 was really better PC. for PC, because that's yeah. when Half-Life and StarCraft came out, but yeah. I did 99. No, it's not that much. No. 
No. Mm. Yeah. It's mostly N64 because fucking Smash Brothers is on here, a oh, bunch yeah. of other good shit. So Myth 2 was released, and aside from the problems that Randy talked about, basically the entire office was then shifted to start working on Blam. 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 <laughs> Monkey Nuts, <laughs> as it was known. Yeah. So this is when the game really started to take shape. There's some great videos. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. There's an awesome article that I got a lot of information from on Medium.com. Okay. Give me a second. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Making of Halo, how combat evolved from Blam. In there, that's a great article. There's a lot of information that I took from there. And they also have a bibliography section that's just loaded with YouTube videos. If you ever want, that's cool. if any of our listeners ever want to find that article, you can go and read it. And you can also look in the notes section and you can see YouTube videos of basically all of the stuff I'm talking about. Like in progress videos of it huh. is on RTS. Man, that's the a videos, lot. Yeah. Like, good for me because I don't yeah. know how to read. <laughs> we'll have to set something up for the place to put all these sources. Yeah. Some, some sort of uh, um, But yeah, in video progress of the game I found through that article shows things in the game now that were much more Halo-like than the military. The Jeep with the bouncy physics yeah, had become the iconic Warthog. The best vehicle in the, video games. The tanks that were rolling around Scorpion? in the background yeah, had become the Scorpion. from the beginning. I've yeah. seen this video. Yeah. Yeah. The guns that all the soldiers were holding were now the iconic assault rifle that mm. we all know and love. As well as, this is the first appearance of the Covenant. I can hear the sounds in my head every time yeah. you name something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This kind of assault rifle like fart sound. Is this always. is when uh, this is when it was first shown what the enemy aliens were going to look like. Yeah. Uh, there were just elites at the time. I don't think they had hunters, jackals, grunts, yeah, or anything nice. like that. But there were elites, and the ghost was in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's also unique, too. Yes. I love, it. I love Halo so Excuse much. Excuse me. Uh, actually, it's the Sanghealy. They're not elites. It is the Sanghealy. <laughs> do, you know do, do you know what the grunts was? Fuck no. <laughs> or the hunters? I used to know all this shit. I don't anymore. Wait, I think I knew the jackal's name. It's like someone with a P, right? Fuck. I forget. This is somebody who's listening. I, wait, someone's yelling at me. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to solve me. Was like, the closest thing you ever get to being a ghost is listening to a podcast and knowing the answer when they don't. <laughs> there we go. The elites were the Sangheili. The grunts were the Ungai. Ungoi. Uh, the jackals were the Kigyar. I was way off. The hunters were the Magelkalo. This is some straight name generator. You just type name generator into yep. the computer. You sound like you have a cold right now. <laughs> and then the engineers, which, were they in Halo 1 or was that a Halo 2 thing? I don't think that was Halo, Halo 1. Right? No. And then the prophets, mm -hmm. not in Halo 1. Brutes, not in Halo 1. Drones, not in Halo 1. Yeah. But since the, the game was taking shape as Halo and it was now the main focus, Bungie needed to reveal it to the public. They needed to show this game off finally to get some hype. In my script, I say in typical Bungie fashion, they've abandoned this after Halo. But you remember the Halo 1 and 2 ARGs and shit like that? I remember 2. I saw this on here because 2 was the I Heart Bees one. I or Heart whatever. Bees, yep. That was pretty crazy for the early yeah. 2000s. But I didn't know Halo 1 had an ARG yeah. as well. That's pretty. That is absolutely really my crazy. favorite thing that. Sorry, I'm backing away. That's absolutely my favorite thing that Bungie does because they still do that to this it's cool, day. Yeah. Like, there was such a cool one in Destiny. Do you remember that weird 
buff thing where you had to like play. They put out a thing for one of the upcoming DLCs where you would get a buff if you were in a game with somebody, and it was like a disease like it spread across like Wait, really? the entire player base. Yeah, yeah. I that. So it was weird. like certain perks that you would get for playing certain things, and it'd be like if you came in contact with players with that thing, you would get it. That's and then cool. That's move weird. On. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was like this deep thing that. leading up to like the one DLC coming out. Like they've Man. but they've done a ton of that in Destiny. Oh, too. I know people like went back and like found some old evidence of Destiny. Like Destiny must have been in development for so long. There's like a poster in yeah in, in ODST. In, in ODST, yeah. there's billboards that say Marathon. But there's a picture of like the traveler from Destiny. Yeah, it says like that. Yeah, really, really nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in February of 1999, a fan site for Bungie game Marathon received an email from Cortana at Bungie.com. Wow. It was a poem that used various lines from various AIs from those terminals we talked about in the Marathon series. Jeez. That's so punk rock. It was a <laughs> fan site. And they're like, yeah. fuck it, let's email. This would be yeah, cool really shit. Good, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Thra- that is so cool. <laughs> Throughout the rest of 1999, that fan site would go on to receive four more emails of cryptic poems from lines from AI from Marathon, uh, all from the address Cortana at Bungie.com. And then the ARG all culminated with a sixth and final letter that was discovered hidden on a disc of an updated copy of Myth One. What the fuck? Fuck. That's so How awesome. the fuck do you find oh, that? Yeah, like <laughs> there was some dude. I, we got to look it up. When we that might be a worthy episode. Find like cool game, game ARGs. ARGs. Yeah. yeah, because there are some cool ones with Destiny that also involve like. Hardcore code digging yeah. from yeah. find this shit. Yeah. Boy. So that was February 1999 all the way up to E3 1999. Yeah. And E3 1999 was the first time that people actually got their eyes on what Halo was. But the game wasn't shown to the public just yet. The game was shown in a behind-closed-doors E3 demo to the press. Was and that it, the famous Mac one with Steve no, Jobs? No, no, that'll come we'll later. We'll get to that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the game wasn't a game yet. It yeah. was they added in the assault rifle, they added in the warthogs, but it was still like just this sandbox where they just played around and shot each other. Like yeah. it didn't. The word of mouth still got still out there. Still top down though, too. Was it? It must have been at this point because I thought it didn't change to first person until it was third person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it was third, third? not top down. Okay. Oh, okay. It was zoomed out, maybe. I don't. Yeah. It, no, okay. it was third person. Oh, I thought it was like isometric. Like they still had a, like that kind of. Yeah. No, the demos had a lot of isometric because they would like zoom the camera out because they wanted around. to show that the makes a lot like, more sense. On a different scale. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do. Yeah, because like there were people in the in that industry who like years later spoke about these first showings and like yeah the, yeah. Is, so uh, as Randy said, <laughs> despite a ton of NDAs that were signed at these yep. behind closed doors demos, it was leaked that Bungie had showed their new game. It was leaked that the demo was very impressive technically. Mm-hmm. And it was also leaked that the game would be codenamed Blam with an exclamation Blam. mark. Um, well, this okay, is still, it's barely a leak. Yeah. That's why you have code <laughs> this names. Is, yeah. This is PC you know I mean? at the time still, right? Yeah. Yes, this was all running on PC. Mm-hmm. Or Windows. or Was it Windows or Mac? Still? It was Windows. It was Windows. Windows. Okay. And later that month, there was a Myth 2 fan site that had shut down, closed its doors. Bungie bought the URL for the Myth 2 fan site. <laughs> and uploaded a single image to it. And somebody went to check that URL to see if the site was still up, and it showed a single image that just said, Halo. That's so great. That gives me chills. Uh, yeah. Also, like, what if you don't give a shit about Bungie and you're just a myth fan and now you're pissed? <laughs> yeah. They shut down the fucking website. <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so the game was no longer called Blam. The game was Blam. now officially called Halo. Good. Q, no music, because they haven't written it yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that. Yeah. That's about, <laughs> reading that, I thought that's it was a very interesting story. Okay, so yeah. names out there. E3 demo is done. People are very hype because mm-hmm. nobody has seen this demo. Obviously, nobody recorded it, but it's been leaked that the demo was real yeah. cool. They now needed a place to show it to the public. Right around this time, Bungie hired a new vice president whose name, I'm going to butcher this, was Peter Tampt. Tamp, T-A-M-T-E. I think that last E is silent. Tampt, 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 I don't know. Tampty? Tampty, Tampty. Who used to be an underling to Steve Jobs. And uh, knowing Bungie's history... Notorious deadbeat, Steve Jobs. I thought you were just going to say notorious dead guy. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Back to it. Um, but since Bungie had a history developing for the Mac, and now they had an in with Steve Jobs, they met with him, they showed him Halo, and he agreed that they would he would let them do their first public reveal on stage at Macworld 99, which right. is the one you were talking about. Yeah. For more on this, I think this this was referenced in our Xbox, in our original yeah. Xbox episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So more on that. Please, so we're going to... Please check out episode six yes. of Hot Episode Button. six of Hot Button. Yeah. We're going to start... very interesting story. We're going to start crossing over with that episode a lot, starting right now, yeah. but... I'm sure that inspired a lot of, like, wanting to dive into this. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I found a lot of information <laughs> about Halo through that, and I was like, we should... That's its own story. Yeah. We got to do that. So here we are. Mm-hmm. There was a huge problem, though. You couldn't demo the game at Macworld if the game was not running on Mac, mm. which it was not. Steve Jobs going to be pissed. Uh, like yeah, they had built the whole thing on PC. Yeah, yeah. The game had been running on PC this whole time, and I don't, I couldn't find out. I don't know if they lied to Steve Jobs or not, but they showed him a, a demo of the game, which is what convinced him to let them show it on stage at Macworld. But they showed him it running on a PC, not on a Mac. <laughs> Devious. I guess they were just like, yeah, it totally runs on Mac. Yeah. Just, this is the build we they have. Out a monitor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> like a cardboard Mac. Yeah, like, just, yeah, just a cardboard box with, a, with an Apple sticker on it. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. You guys get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cardboard box with an Apple sticker and he rips the Apple sticker off and there's a window sticker. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute. I've been had. Yeah. In our Xbox episode, we talked all about DirectX and how that started and yeah. how that birthed the Xbox. Still one of my favorite stories ever. Please go listen to that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this game was running on DirectX on the PC, but Mac and Linux, which I don't think Halo came out on Linux. I don't think it came out on Mac. No, I think about Halo it. Halo 1? Yeah. Did it? Uh, I don't know. I probably should have looked that up. I don't up. know. Maybe Look it up. It did. All right. um, but yeah, they, they use something called OpenGL which is basically the open source version of DirectX for non-Microsoft platforms. Yeah, yeah, a lot of games use it because it runs on everything. But yeah, Halo at the time was running on DirectX. Wow, Halo uh, Combat Evolved eventually came out on Mac in 2003. 2003, okay. Yeah, December 3rd, 2003. I know, because we'll... It's a year before two, geez. Yeah, (sighs) two years. It took over two years Uh, since its original release. Macworld's in July. I believe E3 that year was in May. So they only had a couple months oh, to get this. May? That's early. Yeah, they they only had a couple months to get this thing running on Mac, and they managed to do it. But they had one problem. Hmm. 
they couldn't get sound working. It's kind of important. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Is it a driver issue? Did we, like... I think we talked about this story on the Xbox One. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Because they did some speaker playing, right? Oh, they yeah. They played on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So the demo had no <laughs> audio. It had no sound effects. Okay. And in order to mask this, they wanted to put some music in it. Oh, so they called no, up. I, I, they get, called I up, get where we're going. They called up Marty O'Donnell. And they told him that he would need to come up with a song that could be played on a CD separately to make it appear that the game had sound. Mm. And in this email to him, they gave him a three-word instruction for the song they wanted. Ancient, epic, and mysterious. Man, those three words describe that theme so fucking well. Yeah, like yep. he nailed. Oh yeah, man. You know you've you've made it as a composer when someone gives you three words and then you're like, got it, and then check marked them all off with your. So yeah, he's quoted as saying like, "Epic and mysterious, not that hard to do in music." Yeah. But how do you pull off ancient without like hiring a bunch of people that play really weird, stupid instruments that yeah. nobody plays anymore? Yeah. And, and then he found you sing, and then yeah. and then get a chant going, and then he heard. A recording of some Gregorian chanting yeah. and said, That sounds That's ancient. It, and therefore, the iconic Halo theme we all know and love was born. This was before they got Ubastank and Incubus, right? Breaking Benjamin. I, yeah, this I, was before Steve a, Vai got involved. Yeah. <laughs> there's a documentary. I don't know whether it's on one of the Halos, like some bonus features, or it's part of that like uh, that app thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I've seen the documentary where they're interviewing him and talking to him about how he was in the car humming music when he came up with the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, he was just humming that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. How many times have... I mean, we're all fucking musicians here. How many times have you just like hummed all like... Time, yeah. And you're like, that's incredible. I have yeah. to hum that into my well, phone so I don't like, forget it. Like or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, of course it's not as iconic as that, but yeah. like that's what he was doing. He yeah. was just fucking humming so in his car funny. and he came up with the fucking Halo theme. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Here's, so here's the real impressive part, though. This was obviously on short notice because yeah. they they weren't like, we're never going to get sound working. You got two months to make a song. They were like, we can't get sound working. Make a song now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the song, the entire Halo theme was composed and recorded and completed two days before the reveal. Oh, jeez. So the song was burned to a CD and then overnighted to <laughs> New York where someone promptly dropped it and stepped on it and broke what? the CD. The CD? Yeah. That takes what? some that takes some like effort, like <laughs> yeah. some weight to like completely. Luckily, um, why did they have like Dick Van Dyke working in the mailroom? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, but luckily, uh, Marty O'Donnell arrived for his part of playing the CD behind the scenes, and uh, luckily he brought a spare with him. Good, good, good job. So professional. That's yeah. why you hired professional yeah <laughs> And then that one fell into a fire. <laughs> that one, he slipped, and it fell right into a toaster. And yeah. somebody <laughs> started their own bagel at the same time. So, the game was shown off officially on July 21st, 1999 at Macworld in New York City. And that is also a very funny thing to watch, because this is this is from that Medium article, but they say, like, you, you watch it, and it's presented by Jason Jones. He's on yeah. stage. He looks... So nervous, nervous. and yeah. you watch it, you're just like, "Oh, that guy's a nerd. He doesn't know how to talk to people or whatever." You find and then, out why he's nervous, and then you find out why he's nervous. The demo had a 50 percent chance of crashing on startup. Damn, <laughs> uh, so make he, or break everything. So he got he got uh, brought in by Steve Jobs. Went on stage, 
presented it as Halo, went Steve over to the Jobs, back. Notorious dead guy. <laughs> I love that though. Roll those dice. Yeah. Like, yeah. He went up to the Mac, he took a deep breath, double clicked that icon, and Halo launched. If this was a casino, and there were no problems. I know. Still yeah. have the best odds. Yep. See, that's so cool. The er- the early days of any technology are so fucking punk rock so like that. Yeah, real, it just like feels it. like that. And it's cool that like that the video games are such a yeah. new medium that we were all there at like the beginning of all this fucking yeah. cool. Oh yeah, like, we're talking you know, about like it's ancient history. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Demo shown off. It's third person. This video is but, incredible in retrospect. If yes. you watch it, it's so corny. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, like, it's not. It doesn't show gameplay because, again, it was just a sandbox. Right. So it's just them kind of panning over. They show the military guys, the Marines, fighting with elites. Mm-hmm. And then Master Chief, like, is up on a ridge with the sniper rifle and he like shoots one of them and then it pans to him and then he's like waving a bungee flag at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's 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 holding they got like those assets the capture, the, capture the, the flag. The capture <laughs> the flag flag, but it says bungee on it and then it just says like halo and that's the end that's of it. Funny. But yeah, demo like like people leaked at E3. Demo was very impressive yeah. graphically and technically. A lot of stuff on screen, whatever. Fans were very excited now. Graphically. Though we just didn't care about textures back then. Well, people did. It was still a race, but... I know. I just meant, like, visual. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, that's one of my favorite things. We're spoiled like, now. Oh, we are well, yeah, we're so desensitized spoiled, to them dude. now, but, like... I'll, like, I remember playing, like, Destiny in, what, 2013? 2014. And, like, I have my sniper, and I'm zooming in. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I stand directly next to a wall and zoom in. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you zoom in pretty close, it gets a little choppy on these textures. <laughs> But like fucking hey, you look at that thing like ah, oh, it's so awesome. Like yeah. the way how far it's come, dude. That's yeah. incredible. You know, it's the first game to have a zoomable sniper rifle. What's that? Goldeneye. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. He baited me. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Halo, the first console first-person shooter to run at above 10 frames per second. Not true. Time, hey, time cons- it, it invented console first-person shooters. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they you weren't. Goldeneye <laughs> did not exist <laughs> until no Bungie. <laughs> I played Doom on the SNES. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard. Goldeneye. You mean a game where your jo- you just had to move the joystick all around? There was no friction. Which there was one no... of us are you trying to fight today? I don't know. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With this demo, Bungie also released their PR statement officially revealing Halo because again, people knew that it was called Halo now because of that little weird ARG thing where they took that site, but it was never, you know, it was now officially named Halo and it came with a description, which was the player is a military recon unit of the human race's fledgling planetary empire pursued by alien warships to a massive and ancient ring construct deep in the void. The player must single-handedly improvise a guerrilla war over land, sea, and air using arsenals and vehicles of three distinct cultures. Using everything from composite swords to orbital bombardments, driving everything from giant tanks to agile combat aircraft, players wage intense warfare over and under the surface of this world. See. That sounds aw- <laughs> that sounds awesome right now. It, yeah. it does, you know what I mean? Like but, picture then when you're like, funny, what the like, fuck? I, was this pre? It just says a military recon. I, I mean, Master Chief was a character by this point, but like 
Did was the idea of the Spartans as being the Jedi of that universe like really a thing yet? No. I mean, the swords didn't. I don't make even it in, think that but... was a mythos until like Reach. Like, really think about any yeah. mentions of other Spartans until that. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, no. I guess so you true. were. I guess maybe ODST was before Reach. I guess the... there was some mention there of what the Spartans. Yeah, like being yeah. like a more than just Master Chief. That was before Halo came out. Really? And I'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Shit, I thought it was kind mm-hmm. of just like he was like some you know. No, I'll get superhero until they had a I'll chance. I'll get to that. But, uh, so yeah, but Bungie impressed everybody with this demo, but they had one huge problem, which was that they had shown their hand. <laughs> everything that they showed in the demo was all they had. Was everything that they had made. I didn't imagine, like, what else you got? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't have any other... flag? They didn't have any other environments. They didn't have any other enemies made up. They didn't have any... Yeah, it but wasn't a game. Also, it was a sandbox. This is also a glorious time for video games where it's like, nobody was expecting it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not like where if, like... Well, I'm sorry, this is me personally, but where I'm, like, ang- like I'm visibly angry at CD Projekt Red for not showing me more about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. <laughs> like like, I, I know, a 48 minute oh, long 48 video, minutes. excuse yeah, you, right. which I've watched twice all the way did. through. I did, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I've watched it a couple yeah. times. But like, you know, it's not like that anymore, you yeah. know? It's like this time, You're it's right. like, who knows when this will come out? Yeah. Like, there was nobody like, gun to head telling yeah. them to finish it. You yeah, know? that is true. <laughs> but yeah, so this is part one, which... We did. We yeah. did not mention at the beginning. We've been talking for a while, uh, so we are actually going to leave it right here. I think this is a good spot. To yeah, I agree. And uh, <laughs> and next week we will come back with the starting with them turning this sandbox demo into an actual video into game. Into a video game. <laughs> yes. Um, Hell yeah. So, but that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Yeah. You're obviously already listening to it, but if you're not yet, uh, subscribe on iTunes, yeah. Spotify. Leave a, leave a review. It's annoying, but Google just Play. leave a review. And if you want to go back and listen to it that old episodes, that Xbox one is a real great yeah. like precursor. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, definitely very helpful for us if you go on to iTunes and leave a review. It's just, for some reason, it's weird. That's the way the algorithm works, where you show up more frequently the more people right. review you. Yeah, it's yeah. Now you know why everybody says it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're also, I was telling Jason about this. We can do this live on the podcast. Yeah. Apparently, I can export everything to YouTube through Podbean. Oh, oh nice. Really? That's so really cool. I'm going to start Shit. posting all the episodes to YouTube. Yeah, so, be on the lookout for that. Because YouTube is a garbage site made by idiots, come at me, Google. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what of it, Alphabet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't have YouTube.com slash hot button or slash hot button cast until Why? we have a certain number of subscribers. Okay. So go on YouTube. All right. Look up hot button. I might post it on the social media and uh, subscribe there if you're a fan. That way we can get the URL to promote it easier. I think it's like 150 subscribers or something. We can do that. that. Come on. Let's fucking subscribe. But yeah, uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Hot Button Cast. We post uh, new episodes, other information. Weekly. We haven't missed a week we yet. Got, uh, we got clips. Yeah, and subscribe to that fucking YouTube channel, because if enough of you do, maybe we'll start making videos, and you can see how handsome all of us are. And uh, <laughs> Ooh, Don't promise yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I look uh, just like John Hamm. It's weird. Yeah, I look yeah. like I Britney look, Spears. I look just like... Uh, <laughs> now. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I look just like a bunch of wood that somebody tied together with some string they found on the beach. <laughs> All right, then. there you go. Somebody we photo- obviously think highly of ourselves. Somebody photoshopped that and send it to us, <laughs> and, and we'll post.
post it on our social media. Um, Which is Hot Button Cast yeah. across the board. Yeah, hot, at Hot Button Cast. And uh, come back next week. You know you want to hear the end of the story. Yes. And that's where we're going to leave you for today. Thanks yeah. for listening. And we'll see you next week. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>